This is Florence Brummer. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999, and throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have the magic answer, and I have tried to develop tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off, and this podcast I'm going to talk about uh, some travels that I did and um, a seminar that I went to and just kind of how it worked out for me. I generally record every two weeks, and this time it's been three weeks. I am having a really hard time getting in time to do the podcast, which is a super bummer for me because I really, really like doing these. They help me. I like to share what I'm going through. I think it might help other people who are running their own businesses or working or stay-at-home parents, whatever it is that's going on. And I've had like this crazy couple of months where I had my own surgery and my brother's been diagnosed with cancer and just a lot going on. And just to give a quick update on my brother, um, he is in cancer treatment right now. He's doing radiation and chemo and the doctors are giving him a very good prognosis. So we are praying and we thank everybody for your prayers. We just have a lot of hope right now. So much more hope than we had um, trying to think how long this has been going on six weeks ago like it's kind of when it all started you know initially when um he went to the emergency room they were very negative um and didn't know a lot too and my brother didn't know a lot but things are um looking up hopefully so um three weeks since I last talked to you and The last time I talked to you, it was before President's Day, and I was leaving on Wednesday for all-day travel. Monday was President's Day, and I went back, and I found these notes from a trip I took in February 2020. Like, note the date. That's like three to four weeks before the COVID shutdown. So it was weeks before COVID. So looking back at my notes, it was just also innocent. And that was before the start of two years of real weirdness. And, you know, now we're at three years. I like to think we've pretty much come full circle, but, you know, there's still stuff going on. I went to my conference and they had still had things about masks and hand sanitizing, which I think is a good idea. No masks were required, but basically they told people, if you want to wear them, you can wear them. So that week, Monday was President's Day, and I worked a little bit because I had three hearings on Tuesday, and then I was leaving on Wednesday. So my Tuesday was awful. Um, I started hearings at 945, and then my last hearing was a three-hour trial. During the day, I ran to the chiropractor. My back and hip have been so bad. I've been doing stretching, medication, ice, but it's only been temporary relief. 
Yesterday, I actually went to the chiropractor and signed up for, um, I don't know, it's like a wellness plan where I go a couple times a month and it's like a pretty significant discount. And I figure I need to just get that done regularly because I just get so locked up. So Tuesday, I don't get home till 6 p.m. I throw in a few frozen pizzas. I always make my husband a baked pasta for when I'm gone. And this time I did a baked ziti slash chicken parm. And um, I use uh, plant-based chicken, so it was vegan. And I did my laundry and I started packing and I didn't go to bed till like 1030. And in the middle of the night, a fire alarm went off because the battery was going out but it was still scary and disturbed my sleep and disturbed everybody else's sleep. And I could sleep until 5.30, but I woke up at like 4.30 like a maniac. So I dozed a little bit, then I got in the shower. And it was like a hurricane when I woke up. We have had the worst weather in Arizona. I, you know what? I, I hate to complain because I know some people have just been like snowed in and have a lot of stuff going on. But, you know, usually our winters are just like lovely because our summers are so hot and we're stuck in but it's been so cold and wet that it has been a a rough winter and it's been cold and wet since like November so usually we have like two or three weeks of like real cold and then like not so cold but just kind of like nice sunny days and and that sort of thing but when I woke up that morning, it was, I'm not joking, it was like a hurricane, like rain coming down in like a torrential downpour. And then luckily it stopped raining, like as the sun came up and I called an Uber um, and I can, okay, so usually when I call an Uber, I'll also call a Lyft at the same time and kind of see who gets to me first. And Arizona is the worst place to try to get an Uber. It acts like it's coming and then it just says, um, searching for a driver, searching for a driver. So I'm starting to get nervous because I have a flight to catch. And then suddenly, all of a sudden, it says a car is coming from 10 minutes away. And I had the sweetest driver in the world. His name was Latrousse. He was in a Tesla. It was a great car. And traffic was on and off terrible but I still got to the airport in plenty of time and the airport was pretty busy and it was a Wednesday and I was like where are all these people going security took some time but I finally got to the lounge and it was my least favorite lounge because I always fly American so I have the credit card that gets me into the lounge and it's super small and it's generally always packed and the other lounges in the other terminals are nice and big and have like soda machines and um, sparkling water, but not this one. And I found a chair in the corner where I had to jump over people's legs, but it worked. So I flew to New Orleans in first class, which was nice because I got lunch. And lunch was just okay, but I was able to spread out and be so comfortable. And my hip is so bad now that it's easier for me to fly like this. And I can... Because I do my business expenses, this is kind of just a tip, on my American card, I'm able to get these miles, and I also really shop the flights. So sometimes you can get first-class flights for slightly more than coach, or I can use my miles. So I've been very lucky in that sense. 
to shop the flights. It does take some planning and I keep watching the fares, but it's totally worth it. Here's a new tip that I have. This time I had a window seat because that's just all they had available. And I always take the aisle seat. And besides for me needing to bother the person next to you when you're at the window seat, the window seat was really great. I was able to spread out my crap on the floor and against the wall. I was able to lean against the window. And I changed my seat to a window seat on the way home. And I, um, I never do a window and coach because it's so uncomfortable and you have to jump over two people's legs to go to the bathroom. But if you are able to fly first class, sit by, and you're fly, flying by yourself, sit by the window. It really is uh, nice. So I get to New Orleans and I look at my left hand and the stone of my wedding ring is gone. It's not my original wedding ring because that ring was stolen in Chicago, but this one I've had for 20 years. It's not a diamond. It's a blue topaz, so it's not that valuable of a stone, so I didn't have it insured. It's not a super expensive ring, but it still was super sad for me. I put a loss report on American and um, the TSA and the airport and it never got turned in and it's a ring that my grandson gray loves so much so that actually made me sadder i um went back to the original after i got back and kind of like collected my thoughts i went back to the original jeweler and he found me a stone and it's getting fixed it'll be right back to where it was um you know i, I looked through my purse and my laptop bag hoping it fell out when i was like um, you know, going through a bag, but no such luck. So I got to the hotel. I laid down for a little bit to refresh. I was pretty tired from travel. And on the way to New Orleans and in the hotel, I watched Untold, the Manti Teja story. I'm not really sure why it became a story because it's a guy who gets catfished because it was a national story. And a, a guy who gets catfished, but it became a national story. And it was sad because I guess his career was always clouded by it. And I guess I'd just call it, it was a story before COVID. Maybe it was a slow news time. And I also finally finished Bad Vegan about the vegan restaurant woman from New York who hooks up with a con artist. It took me months to get through it. And the last two episodes, the show kicked in. Tons of interviews with her for this, but ultimately, I'm not sure what happened, as weird as that sound. She's very pretty, like as pretty as an actress, so she may have gotten a break to a certain extent for that, but she still had consequences on everything that had happened. So I recommend it if you have some time. You can actually, I feel like you can kind of watch it while you're doing something else if that's a upside to you. The hotel was great. I stayed at the Residence Inn on St. Charles. I always love a Residence Inn. They have kitchens, and these rooms were huge. It was like a good-sized studio apartment with a big bathroom. When I first got there, the TV didn't work, which is the story of my life in a hotel. Either the TV doesn't work or the AC, D AC, D AC doesn't work. I once had to put have a new AC motor put in while I was in a hotel. I have the worst luck with that. Um, but there was awesome floor to ceiling windows and the view was a little bit of the city, a little bit of the quarter and a lot of the river. I just loved it. 
And then when um, I uh, got rested, I decided to go walking and it was very humid, <laughs> which is crazy because it was February. I sweated through my shirt and just felt gross. My hair was ridiculous. I cannot get it to act like a regular hairstyle at all. It just was frizzy and not frizzy. Like sometimes my hair will get big and I'm, I kind of like it, but this was just like giant and gross and frizzed. And Mardi Gras was the day before I got there. So the streets were super gross. Garbage was everywhere. And I just imagined it. I just kind of pushed that out of my mind. And um, I actually watched the city transform in the days that I was there. There were bleachers for parades and underneath they were packed with garbage. And then all of that was just getting massively cleaned up in the couple of days that I was there. People were still partying, but I did notice when I landed at the airport that thousands of people were leaving and they looked so haggard. I always try to stop at the lounge on the way out to grab a soup, use the bathroom, maybe grab a soda, because it always takes um, a little bit for your luggage. So I just try to buy some time. It's backfired a few times on me where my luggage ends up at the airport office, but not office, but not often. The crazy thing is when I went to the lounge, there was an hour wait. So obviously I didn't put my name in. Um, I feel like most people were leaving on Wednesday and Thursday. So I was hoping it wouldn't be bad when I left on Saturday. And I saw bunches of people leaving the hotel Wednesday when I checked in. On my walk, I browsed in shops, mostly to get out of the humidity. I wanna wanted to get beignets from Cafe du Monde. And it was a huge line, like huge, huge line. And I have a tip. If you, you can go to, there's a Cafe du Monde at the outlets. If the lines are crazy at the original one. I used to think that the beignets were better at the original one. But sometimes I think that because they're just so busy, I think you actually get fresher ones at the mall. But you don't have the history in the outdoor cafe and all of that that you have at the original one. Also, um, you know, when you walk around New Orleans, a lot of people approach you to, you know, they, they have these tablets and I don't know what they're doing, trying to get you to sign a petition or whatever. And I always say, oh, I'm headed to my shift or I'm headed to work. And that works wonders. The people just instantly move on. I've had people say, oh, have a great shift. <laughs> you know, once you identify yourself as being a local going to work, they just leave you alone. Even though that's not a true statement. I'm not a local going to work. But I was there for a conference and was busy doing that. And um, while I was walking, I wanted to go to my favorite card store in the world and I come on up on what I think it is and it's all vacant and my foot massage place was gone too and then I realized I was on the wrong street and I went back to the street that I was on before that I thought wasn't it and I saw the card shop and the guy who I assume is the owner because he's always there was there and I told him I always come in and buy stuff. It's called Lionheart. So go there if you are in New Orleans. There's cards, stationery, notebooks, pens, books, mugs, lots of fun stuff. It's my favorite, favorite shop. I bought some postcards 
and some cards and a notepad and pens and chatted up the owner. And then I mentioned that my my foot massage place across the way was gone, and it was gone. And the owner of the stationery store said there was one next to him with nice people, so I went there, and it was a one-hour foot massage for $66. Like, what a deal. It was great. It really helped me. On the way back um, for dinner, I stopped and had sushi at a really good place. Fast, good, cheap. Um, and I, I just do veggie sushi, so it's generally pretty safe. So back at the hotel, I did a film vault watch along. And if you are considering getting more involved in the film vault, for $10 a month, you can participate in the monthly watch alongs. So the guys will watch a movie and then you stream it on another device and then the listeners do an online chat. Every time I've done this, I laugh so hard. The listeners are legitimately hilarious. We also seem to have drinks and everyone talks about what they're drinking. It's such a good time. We watched Eraserhead, which is a 1977 David Lynch movie. I don't recommend it if you're like looking for a good movie, but if you're looking for an interesting film experiment, this is that. This is it. Even though it's super old, it seemed it seemed new in a way, and I could see foreshadowing of better David Lynch movies in the movie. Like you could see foreshadowing of Mulholland Drive, Blue Velvet, Lost Highway. It was short, so that was really good. And I ran to the lobby and I grabbed a New Orleans lager and it was delicious. And if, um, again, if you're interested in the film vault, I was on this month's version of Patreon for my last recorded red light, green light. It was a super fun one. And I was laughing so much with the guys and listening to it again, brought back a lot of good memories and it's $5 a month to get to that level. Um, I should be doing more, I think in April, if all goes well. So I'll keep you updated. So that night I felt like I couldn't go to sleep and I was finished watching the Man- Manti Tehau doc, but I fell asleep before it was over. All of a sudden I fell asleep and I woke up to an alarm and I was very confused since I was in such a deep sleep, but it felt so good to shower off the, off all the New Orleans humidity stink. (laughs) The only problem with my hotel was that it didn't have breakfast. When I booked it, it said it did, and all residence inns have them, so that was a bit of a disappointment. But my conference had breakfast each morning, so I was fine. In San Francisco, I, when I went to my last conference, I had breakfast at the hotel, so I was never able to take advantage of the breakfast at the conference except the coffee. And the conference started at 8.30, but I got there at 7.30 when breakfast started because I wanted to leisurely just have coffee and breakfast. And I must have been starving because it was fruit and a croissant, and it was so delicious. I'm so lucky to be part of these conferences. It's through the National Federal Defender Office, and it was three days of super intense classes. It gets me away from my regular schedule of constant phone calls, emails, etc. And although I do keep up on my emails and hear nonstop from my office, it's still a break in routine, which to me is very important. 
I was super stressed because I was afraid to be away from my brother since he started radiation the week I was gone. But over the weekend, my nephew coordinated the transportation of my brother. And between myself and my other family members, we were um, alternating his transportation. I had two shifts the next week when I got back. And um, again, I'll continue to give you updates. I have a confession about my conference. I skipped some sessions in exchange for taking a longer lunch. I'm way ahead on my CLE. I have rollover hours from last year, so I can be a little fast and loose with attending a three-day program. I do have to say this. I'd been eating like crap the entire time I was in New Orleans. I had a croissant for breakfast, but at least there was fruit. For lunch, I had beignets at Cafe de Monde. Um, I walked through uh, the malls and I got a manicure. My hands look terrible. I have the worst cuticles in the world. I swear one day they're just going to grow over my fingertips. And I went back to the hotel to towel off. Again, did I mention how humid it was? <laughs> when I got back to the conference, there was king cake. And who am I to turn that down? King cake in New Orleans? So yes, I ate like crap. But I had an afternoon of amazing conferences and while doing it, I was able to stay up to date on my emails. So many stinking emails, but um, got through them. So I finished up the conference at 5.30, and I treated myself to an Uber Black to go to Frenchman Street. The street was pretty grimy from Mardi Gras, which was disappointing. And I had been wanting to try this restaurant in Frenchman for years. But I always forget about it because it's at the one end of it. And then I'll grab a a vegan dog at dat dog and then I'll walk to that restaurant and I'll be like oh shoot their menu looks so great so this time I remember and I go up to the restaurant and it's all dark and it's a and a sign says closed today and that's the thing about New Orleans restaurants and shops just close when they feel like it it's not like a regular chain restaurant where you know the hours so I went back to dat dog and I had a vegan dog and cheesy brats and a strawberry abita they were out of the regular and so she said they had the strawberry one and it really was delicious like very subtly strawberry and I went to a bookstore and I bought a true crime book and when I started reading it I just had visions of turning it into a movie or limited series it's so good and it takes place in New Orleans I also bought my grandson a pretty children's book about New Orleans. It's by a local artist. And then I trucked it back to my hotel. I walked 17,000 steps that day. I got a foot massage at my new place on the way back. And then the scariest thing happened to me. The sidewalks are terrible and it was getting very dark and the street lights aren't great. And my toe caught in a crack in the sidewalk and I went flying in the air, but I landed on my feet. But I'm sure I looked ridiculous, but I was so lucky. I was so scared because my back has been screwed up and it hurt at first, but then it felt like my vertebrae, like got some air between them, like they separated. And, um, and then I actually felt better than I had been. Maybe it was the adrenaline. I can't explain it. I went back to the hotel and watched the Murdoch, um, documentary on Netflix and I've been fascinated with this true crime 
um, there's a documentary on, um, that I watched a while ago on Discovery Plus. Now there's a new one on Netflix and there's one on HBO. And I just can't figure out what happened to this family, like what, why they felt so entitled. So much of the documentary was about the young lady who died in the boating accident, accident, and I'm glad to see that she was honored. There were lots of facts I didn't know, and I fell asleep at the last part. And I finished it the next day. I've just been flabbergasted by this case. Falls from grace are always intriguing to me. I grew up poorish slash lower middle class. Um, didn't travel. You know, my mom and dad didn't travel. They still don't. I had one to two pairs of shoes at a time and that was it. So it seems to me like the rich have this charmed life, but then they don't. I guess it, I guess it just goes back to the old adage that money can't buy you happiness. Another thing I couldn't figure out is why the patriarch, Alec Murdoch, would kill his wife and youngest son. Um, I thought there was no motive, but I, I, you know, he, he just had his trial and the prosecution presented a motive that the killing was done to hide his financial crimes. And I guess that seems plausible. And there does seem to be very strong evidence that he was there, you know, when he said he wasn't there. I woke up super stiff, but once I started moving around, it was okay. The weather was just terrible, humid, misty rain, and I showed up an hour before the conference to work and have leisurely coffee and breakfast and get a seat by the window. I have a hard time in these conferences because I feel like I'm sitting in the dark all day, but the main sessions were in a big ballroom with windows, so if I got there early, I could get a seat by the window. Here's my other confession. I took a longer lunch this day so I could enjoy the quarter. I went back to the quarter and I bought some gifts for my grandsons and great niece and nephew. I went for a foot massage. It was three in three days. It's so cheap and you can just walk in. And um, so I just really enjoy those when I'm in New Orleans. There's tons of those places there. I went in and out of a lot of shops. Um, for lunch, I had fried green tomatoes with remoulade sauce. Yum, yum, like so delicious. And when I saw the menu, I thought it said banana pudding, and I was super excited about it. But it said bread pudding. I was super bummed, but the tomatoes were more than enough. I went back to the hotel again to towel off, and I, I had a hair oil with me, and I just kept putting it on my hair to try to do something with it. It was ridiculous looking the entri entire trip. And I laid down for 30 minutes to regroup for a long afternoon of classes. And I did the afternoon classes, which ended late um, at 5.30. And then there was a movie starting at 6. And it was the movie Missing. And it really was enjoyable. I was guessing the whole time. The movie was pretty good at hiding the turns and the weird thing is, it was a really small theater, like maybe 100 seats at the most. And right before the movie started, I was all alone. And I'm like so excited to have this theater all, all to myself. And at 6.05, 5 to 6, I, kids come in. I'm, I'm guessing teenagers. They were a little loud, but I didn't care. They seemed to be having a good time. 
and I was also very relaxed. <laughs> so it was nice just to hear people having a good time. Anyways, they watched the whole movie and leave 30 minutes before it was over. So I finished the movie by myself. Isn't that the weirdest thing you have ever heard? Maybe they were already already saw it and were killing time before another movie. I'll never know. So then I went to dinner at Country Flame where I get the plantain fajitas. And as I'm walking, I see this restaurant, Cleo's, that has been closed for three years. It's a lovely Mediterranean restaurant. I looked at the menu and it was the same menu it appeared to be and it was set up the same way. So I was torn on where to eat, but I decided I would hit Cleo's when I'm back for spring break with my daughter, which is actually this week. I'm going to Savannah for a couple of days and then going to New Orleans. And I had a margarita and I had a great waiter and I walk home with a smile on my face and I slept great and woke up to a beautiful sunrise. The sun was a bright orange ball and I packed. So now it's Saturday morning and I had a bunch of books um, in my suitcase as gifts. So, um, my suitcase ended up being a lot heavier. <laughs> so the seminar started at nine instead of eight thirty. So I got there at eight to sit down with coffee and they had the most delicious croissants, which I ate one every day. Luckily I walked tons of miles every day because, um, was eating, you know, all this food. I only, there were three sessions and I attended two of the three sessions because of my flight. And that was it. Then I flew home. Then my next topic will be, um, when I get to it being Beyonce in my, in my law practice, I'd like to revisit this topic, which I've already done three times. And I just got tickets to see her in in Phoenix in August. So, um, and I'm going to take my littlest daughter who's never been to a concert. So I guess really just what I wanted to talk about was just giving an update on a conference and how you can make the most of it. I feel like I've been very lucky to be able to attend conferences that are great, learn, and also have just this enjoyable time and get out of my head. I will tell you this, when I am doing something like a conference or um, like a quieter vacation, my mind starts going in terms of ideas, like all this stuff that I'm thinking about. And I just get really, really excited and um, feel like more creative, you know, like I'm not bogged down with being on the, the phone constantly. You know, when I got back, I was just completely wrapped up on the phone for, for like days and it just was a lot. And then, you know, I got back and um, I've had no restful weekends. I've had like a ton of like social commitments. And um, the week after, like the week after I got back, like I got back on a Saturday. And then the next weekend on Sunday, I had to leave for Las Vegas and go to an oral argument. I'll talk about my oral argument next time because I feel like this podcast is kind of running long but I did want to give a couple movie reviews of two movies uh, that I saw that I really liked one was Midsummer, which is the other movie by Ari Aster and he has a third one coming out 
but this one was um, just amazing. And Hereditary was a movie that I initially hated. And then I watched it with a fresh mind and loved it and loved it so much. I watched it the next day. So then ever since then, I wanted to see Midsummer, And for some reason I had this, there was something about the poster that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It was just like a poster of Florence Pugh's face where she's like, I don't know what, I don't know if she's laughing or she's crying or she's screaming and it's kind of off center. And I thought the movie was, I don't even know what I thought it was about. <laughs> I really don't. Like now that I've seen it, whatever my false notions were before have completely left my head. But this movie had a beginning that is so haunting and disturbing. And then the rest of the movie just had all these amazing scenes. Like it was filmed so great there was a dream sequence that maybe one of my favorite dream sequences ever. There was just so much about this movie that I liked. So um, I'm a fan. Like I am a huge fan of his now. And I'm very excited about the third movie coming out. And then yesterday we rented a theater to see Scream 6. This weekend I had my Uncle Bob's 80th birthday party. And also I'm going to a Coyotes game tonight. But I want, I just had to see the new screen. And it was really good. I mean, they're silly in the sense that everything that's happening can't happen. <laughs> like the scream killers are almost a superhero in how they don't get caught after kind of getting their butt kicked in various ways. Um, but it had a fun reveal at the end. Um my gosh, um, I can't think of her name. The actress that plays Sydney Prescott, um, Nev Campbell. She wasn't in it at all. She's just mentioned in it. Um, I didn't miss her. I didn't miss her. Um, Courtney Cox was in it, but not a whole lot. And that was fine. And then there was just this really, I think, cool reveal of a scene that, um, I seem to try not to spoil it. Of this, um, you know, the set dressing that was just really cool. Like, really, really cool. And it all came around full circle to the older movies. And I really liked it. And um, one of the, uh, I don't think this is a secret at all, because she's featured prominently in the trailer. Hayden Panettiere is in it. So I liked it. You know, it was a good time. It's been a good weekend. I need to get in the shower because I got to get ready for this Coyotes game. But thanks for listening and I'll be back. I'm hoping to get back on my two-week schedule. I want to tell you about Las Vegas. I want to do my Beyonce to topic again. And um, thanks so much. Uh, you can find the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Patreon under Florence Legally Burnett, Bonafide Legal Podcast. Talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye. <laughs> So what? I'ma put this on when you see me in a dress.